Hi, this is Bobby Albrecht, Career Services Manager with the American Planning Association. Today, joining us from California is Miguel Vasquez with the Riverside University Health System for Public Health. Thank you for joining us. So, Miguel, uh, tell us a little bit about your educational background as we talk through your journey as a planner. Certainly. I started, I would say, my studies towards planning at community college. I was there for many years until finally I got serious and I transferred to a four-year university. And at the time, I was able to complete a my bachelor's in two years. I started as a geography major, but during the last part, actually the second part of my last year, or you know, the first semester of the second year, I was talking to a student about what she was studying. It was a quantitative geography class that urban studies and planning students had to also take. So she told me about, you know, what she was studying and how practical planning was to the extent that at the end of that conversation after class or, or first class, I went to switch majors from geography to urban studies and planning. So I graduated, I think it was 2002, with a bachelor's of arts in urban studies and planning from California State Northridge. And to complement my education over the years, I've attended many APA conferences in workshops and, uh, and after becoming a member of the American Institute of Certified Planners, now I still have to comply with my professional uh, credits for education. And that allows me to continue to stay in tune with the kinds of things that I need to know as a planner. Well, that's great. So you had the journey from geography to urban planning. I see you have a lot of presentations under your belt. Was that through APA that you were working in those types of uh, presentations? Yes. So the very first one I had to do was at a state conference here in California. And I didn't know anything about APA. I never heard of you know that organization, but my senior paper required that I would give this presentation after doing my paper based on a planning archive that was donated to our school. So that was my first interaction with planning. And there was a lady who led that project of donating the planning archive to the university. Her name was Betty Crawley. And she really took me under her wing with uh, providing me advice and and I think the most valuable advice she gave me was to contact my local section and get involved. And then progressively, I began to take leadership roles. And I organized a number of sessions for conferences, and I've been a panelist in many of them. So, yeah, that has been great. So when you, your first job, was there something that you learned that got you to your second job? Was there a mastery? So my that first you... job was with the County of Riverside Planning Department. 
and it was an entry-level job. I was there for about two weeks or less. While I was there, I was doing ministerial type of planning, which is pretty much rubber stamping. And I, I would think to, I would be saying to myself, why am I doing this when I just spent all these, all these years and all these uh, hours studying to be doing this? I was sort of dissatisfied, but around the same time, I got a call for another job in which would have been, or actually was not a good traditional planning job. It was a, to be a solid, solid waste coordinator, recycling coordinator. The pay was better, but it was a two-year contract. I, I did switch it and I found it more exciting, but looking back, I, now I realize that you know, that portion of processing minor projects is the foundation to really be able to see how the planning profession is a full, has a full spectrum of different activities that go from divisioning to implementation. So that very basic thing that I was doing of stamping approvals for plans was part of the implementation project. So I think it was a little bit of a small back then. And I think if I stayed there, I would have grown uh, as, a, as a really, really good planner with that organization. Great. So you see that it went from kind of like the inside out. So you saw the end of the implementation and then you got a little bit into the, the role of planning and it brought you forward um, to Riverside to your current position? Yeah, well, it was, uh, I would say, um, I, I didn't really plan to be where I am today. I think there were many forces, opportunities, a little bit of luck. But mainly what the reason I think I am here today is because over the past, few years, including since I worked at the planning department, I built a lot of relationships. I got to work with the people I met back then in my first job, and I'm still working with uh, people from the planning department and also from the second job, which was at the Western Riverside Council of Government. Today, we are very close in terms of the projects that we are leading together to make Riverside County, a healthier place to live. The, the county of Riverside adopted in 2011 a health element into its general plan, which is pretty forward thinking. Um, and that actually got my boss, Michael Osher, uh, uh, an award from APA, a national award for planning advocate. So that tells you the level of connections and and networking that can happen when you tap into everyone you know throughout your career. So, so yeah, I didn't plan to, to be here, but just knowing key people in, in various roles in planning, they, I guess, provided different clues that at some point got me this job five years ago. 
So it was um, opportunity and relationships, it sounds like, that's really been um, the key drivers of your career. Do you have any advice that you'd give to people who are interested in the field of community health? I mean, even though your path took uh, kind of its own route, uh, do you have anything that some decision-making factors or things that people might think about if they're interested in uh, community health planning? I think the best advice could be that people interested in the field do the kinds of things that younger planners who sometimes approach me in regards to this topic are doing. And basically, they're reaching out to people who are in the field, which is a, a field that is expanding and that is growing. And basically, they send emails requesting, hey, I'd like to learn more about your job. And we've done lunch together. I programmed it with about five people in the past. I would say in the past year, I think there is a growing interest in this arena. We have a few colleges here in Southern California. Well, in California, offer dual degrees or degrees that combine planning and public health. And that's one of the reasons why they are looking to or searching who is in this arena. And I think a second to that would be that people interested in this field, they should be well aware of some of the basic core competencies of knowing what planning equity is and social equity, um, learning about the social determinants of health and how they relate to planning. I think that can give them a, a clear understanding of the different ranges of where they can fit into healthy community planning because there's many, many ways in which planners can make poor community health. That's great. It's relationships are what's built your career, but also relationships are what you're suggesting that community health planners need to focus on to create that social equity. Exactly, exactly. And so the you know the first I would say the first step is to to learn about it, to look back into history and identify what the root causes of our dilemmas today in terms of social equity are, so that once they have that foundation, that understanding, they can really tackle, hopefully, policy, because policies are the drivers of community development and planning, and, and we do have policies that are good policies, we also have policies that are bad and they're still in place, and there are policies that can be changed to make it better. In the last category that I think we have are the policies that still do not exist. So policy work is also a growing field to strengthen the, the power and the capacity of planners to, again, make for communities healthier. Yes, be an advocate. And, any, and there's yes. lots of ways to do that, too. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Knowing your community is also essential. And, and knowing where the hotspots of, of need are, I think that's where we can really strengthen the value of healthy communities, where we can serve the communities in greater need. 
So do you have any final uh, parting words to the recent graduates? This is graduation season right now. Do you have anything you'd like to tell people who are on their way looking for a job? Well, there's a couple things that I would recommend. The first one is I will give you advice that was given to me when I completed uh, my bachelor's degree is to, and it's to get involved with APA, to look for their local section or chapter and to get to know them. And eventually, hopefully, they can take the time to volunteer and become part of the leadership of that group to being a member of their board. There's many opportunities for recent graduates. That is a really, really valuable asset for their career advancement and also for to preparing for their interviews. They can show that they are already vested through the professional organization of planning. And the second one is to consider joining a public speaking group like Proactors. I found that that group really polishes people's skills in public speaking. Planners, we are communicators, and the better we're able to convey an idea, I think we can succeed in, in getting a job or getting a project moved forward, or as we mentioned earlier, to advocate for the right reasons for the people who uh, may be in greatest need in communications it's part of marketing it's part of being able to deliver a message that has a foundation on, not only on data but also on the stories of people in in our community great yes yeah, so your network networking is your marketing yes exactly well, thanks, Miguel. This has been very helpful, and we hope that uh, listeners take advantage of some of the things that you said. Uh, look at APA, join a chapter, um, look at the special interest groups, and refine your public speaking skills with Toastmasters. Well, if your successful career is any indication of all those being helpful and worthwhile, I think that's enough to get people to uh, follow your advice. So thank you, Miguel. Thank you so much.